This is the Dealer News Today podcast, the podcast for automotive executives and the professionals who support them. Hi, my name is Derek D, and I'm one of the hosts of the Dealer News Today podcast. We're back for the second season of our show. First, I'd like to thank everyone that made the Dealer News Today podcast one of the most popular shows in the automotive industry. In season one, we had some amazing guests and groundbreaking topics from leaders in the automotive industry. Season two will not disappoint. We're kicking things off by partnering with Cox Automotive to bring you a five-part series of inspiring stories we're calling Novel Thinking. Cox Automotive's Randy Kobat interviews dealers that are making big moves and coming back stronger than ever. In this episode, Randy interviews independent dealer Bradley Burnt of Green Bay, Wisconsin, and talks about what Bradley calls the Great Pause and how it's helped him increase sales year over year in 2020. It's going to be a great show, so let's get to it. Welcome to the first episode of Viado's Novel Thinking Podcast Series. I'm Randy Kobat with Cox Automotive, and I'll be your host for today. About four months ago, we connected with a number of dealers from across the industry as part of our Retail Revival Special Series, offering the latest insights and thinking to help dealers manage their businesses as we were going through the COVID-19 pandemic and preparing for what we hope to be better days ahead. In an environment where today's news is tomorrow's history, we wanted to check back in with our past guests to see how their strategies have since shifted. First up is Bradley Burnt of Auto House on Velp in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Last time I spoke to Bradley, we discussed how he was able to reduce his inventory size and trim prices to move vehicles during the crisis. Using the pandemic as an opportunity to pause and rethink about how he was doing business, Bradley transitioned to an appointment-only sales strategy and began relying on real-time market data more than ever to make informed inventory decisions. As an independent luxury dealer based in the Midwest, Bradley has had a unique experience watching the landscape completely change from April to now. Here's what he had to say. Bradley, thanks for joining us today. Absolutely, Randy, thanks for having me. Absolutely, it's great to catch up with you as always. Um, You know, the last time we spoke, we were probably 45 days into you know, the, the pandemic here in the U.S. And, you know, now we're probably more than six months into, you know, social distancing and, and you know, the lockdown measures in some places still in place. So how have things changed for you and your business since April? Well, it's interesting you should ask because in April we had one of our best months. And, you know, you're in crisis mode and you're looking at every aspect and you're, and you're kind of like in this physical fitness thing where you're, when you're eating right, you're sleeping right, you're controlling your stress, and, of course, your exercise. And then when you have your best month, you start to get a little bit like, okay, if I'm doing this well, what can I do better? And what happened in our world was we started a game one day at a time and getting, and getting into, like, okay, we're selling things so quickly that we were that we were buying things for more than we should have been, not following the data. And then... And then, of course, then that stuff ages. And it's really easy to lose one pound at a time or one day at a time. But when you, when you get 10 pounds on, and it's hard to lose the 10 pounds. So what has changed in the last six months is, is not, only, not only in my business of that aspect, but there's so many other things that have come out in the last six months. You know, uh, identity theft and identity fraud has gone up immensely by 75% 
of course you know that. And that's where a lot of our, you know, we're selling stuff all over the United States and, uh, and doing these touchless uh, test drives and touchless deliveries. And now we've got, now we've got people out there that aren't who they say they are. So you've got to mm-hmm. dial that stuff in, which, which is interesting on that aspect as well, because now you're having to look at, uh, now you look at the big picture again, it's like, okay, are we, is this where we're supposed to be going? And when you're, when you're doing as well as we do, there's things that we don't look at a lot of times. And it, it comes to the fact that like when we started looking at the outliners, we started looking at it and, and realizing that they were really Walmart shoppers looking for the best deal that they could possibly get. And wasn't, it wasn't leaving very much meat on the bones. And because of the fact that we're, you know, we're in an industry that's not only selling cars, we're selling back, you know, we're selling protection plans and finance and, and it's a whole big picture. So sure. that's been an interesting ride for the last six months, Randy. Yeah. And when we chatted, you know, back in April, your sales were great. Um, have they continued to be real strong or has it, has it, you know, beginning, you know, begun to trend down? How, how are sales going for you? Sales are beginning to trend down uh, uh, slightly. I don't, I like to be a sunny, sunny type of guy, but reality shows that the sales have been coming down a little bit. And I think it, I think a lot has to do with the fact, I don't know if it's the, if it's the political uh, world that we're living in, if it's COVID or, or whatnot, or the fact that people are um, now having to have virtual schools and, and moms and dads are having to stay home instead of being at the office. There's a lot of different things that are going into that. But one of the, my, my things that I look at in my industry, because it doesn't matter if it's a pandemic or if it's a terrorist attack or, or if it's the flu season or, or whatever time of year it is, I need to pay attention to what's happening in my world today and only today. Mm-hmm. And that really boils down to really paying attention to the data because it's hard to say it. Is it the political climate or is it the fact that I was paying a hundred dollars too much for a car or letting the car age or what, whatever it is. Right. You know, every quarter Cox automotive, we, we do our automotive dealer sentiment index um, just to get feedback from people like you on some of the factors that are impacting your business. And, you know, in the most recent uh, survey that we ran, 60% of the dealers cited that limited inventory was their number one factor impacting their business. So how, um, how have inventory levels uh, had, you know, how, how have you had to pivot your retail strategy over the last few months, given the limited inventory levels that were available? It is, uh, well, that's definitely a fact. I think it's probably better than 60%, Randy, because the, the, what's happening is the, a lot of the stores aren't releasing their trade-ins, and that's where the independent survives. And mm-hmm. uh, so when they're retailing their stuff, um, I, it's hard for me to find, you know, I, I'm out there, you know, picking between, uh, you know, the, the stuff, you know, I call them the redheaded stepchilds out there that, that they don't want to retail. So that's what we're getting. But, you know, there's, there's a solution to that too, you know, with the, with the help of the simulcasts and the help of the transport companies around, you we're able to expand. We used to just be in our area and we'd go, you know, go a hundred mile around us. We had some really good, decent sourcing. And now we're having to expand out quite quite a ways, actually, out to the out to the Midwest, East Coast type stuff. So you're looking at auction, but you've broadened your scope to look beyond the auctions in your area, like Milwaukee is an example, and you're looking further away. Exactly. Really get into really really 
getting into the business plans of Stockwave and expanding and looking for that stuff because, it, you know, there's so much more to sourcing and inventory. There's everything from, you know, uh, they, you know, obviously getting the car to the, to the consumer as quick as possible. So you've got transportation, you've got recon, you've got all kinds of stuff in between there. Yep. Yep. So, you know, you've talked a lot about being very data driven and, and that's one of the great things that you shared from an insight perspective the last time we talked. So where are you seeing the best performance in your dealership right now? Our best performance right now is really, really dissecting the critical analytics and the data of what I've got in front of me and, and not having, you know, there's a lot of times I would reach out and look at other places and, and it really, I've learned in those last six months that I, I can't, I can't compare to myself to people in Texas or California or the East coast. I have to look right here. What am I doing and how am I doing it? And through the, the many factors of, of, again, the, the, the climate that we're living in, including the identity fraud stuff, I've been able to look at it and go, okay, let's bring it all back in and look at, let's, let's, get, let's get more eyeballs right here in my zip code. And, uh, you know, so, so utilize the dealers dot, the dealer.com and, and use that stuff to get people to actually, you know, we, we're still on the, the, the appointment uh, world, which is fantastic. That's been going really well. So we've got buyers instead of shoppers. Uh, but getting the buyers into our store rather than virtual. That's great. Um, you mentioned before, you know, the appointment-based approach, and you said, so that's still working, and you're still focused on the appointment-based approach? Absolutely. It's fantastic because it's, you know, again, we're working with a climate that is forcing us into that situation where we don't want people driving, test driving, you know, five cars. So it is uh, the appointment base has given us the opportunity to, excel in what we do best and that's uh, to build a relationship with the consumer that's great and in april one of the things we were talking about was you really tightening the supply of your inventory from 45 days down to 30 days in some cases boy you were even saying it's down to two weeks um so what does your day supply look like now <laughs> well i'd rather not talk about that today <laughs> <laughs> I, no, just kidding. It, it, you know, it's 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 interesting because again, when you know, there's a couple phrases in life. You know, half measures avail us nothing, will get you nothing. So when I'm not, when I'm, when I'm looking at, when I'm looking at stuff that's like, okay, we sell a lot of, you know, a lot of MKCs, and all of a sudden the MKCs start driving up, but you're still, it's like the person sitting at a slot machine. They want us, they want to, they won the Powerball on it one time. They don't, they don't count all the times that they didn't. And so in our, in the, the, the market day supply that we've got right now, you know, I just, it's, it is, it's funny how it just, you just force yourself when you look at every aspect, it forces you to really go, go back to what we talk about all the time is data, data, data. You know, I don't have Dodge Durango's or Lincoln's or, or I don't have Chevy Malibu's or, or Ford Explorers. I've got data. And what is that data telling me? And uh, I need to listen to the data and price and purchase accordingly. And it sounds like, like many dealers, um, you know, their market day supply is increasing um, as sales have begun to slow down a little bit over the last 45 days, 60 days. And, and so that's what you were alluding to when you were, when you didn't want to mention your market day supply. <laughs> that's, that's exactly because I'm, I'm looking at, I'm looking at what we did in the early pandemic in April 
and uh, that worked really well. And why I didn't stick with that? Uh, well, we're sticking with it now, Randy. <laughs> so, That's great. It's, well, you know what? And it's not unusual, right? I mean, you were you were selling cars like crazy. I remember when we talked about it. And you know, it, it it's it's really it takes discipline and uh, continued focus. Um, and when things get going well, sometimes we can take our eye off the ball, right? It, it truly is. And you have to go back to the lessons we learn, learn from our parents and our grandparents. You know, if you, if you, if you pay attention to the pennies, they'll add up to dollars. And, uh, and it's really, it's, it's really, that's what it's all about. And that's what data is for me is paying yeah. attention to the pennies and paying attention to the days, paying attention to everything. But because, you know, when you're frustrated and you're, and you're, you're trying to buy a car and you, and you've bought the car and, and now you're starting, now you're going backwards on it going, well, I can retail it for this. And you're not paying attention to what you should buy it for. You're like, mm-hmm. all of a sudden you've got a car that used to sell in, in two weeks. That's now 45 days old or, or worst case scenario, uh, 46 days or 47 or 61. And, sure. and uh, and that's just, that's just a drag on everybody in the business, in mm-hmm. our business, I should say. Yeah, no, Absolutely. So we've talked a little bit about supply and inventory levels. You know, over the last several months since we spoke last, where, where have you seen pricing go? Well, pricing has gone up, but so has the elevator of, of sourcing. Sure, so, the cost has know, gone up we, along with it, yeah. Right, exactly. So the cost of goods has gone up along, along with it. So we're looking at, you know, what is it right now, 26% up. Um, and so we're. it's very interesting how you have to pay attention to this exact same car with different prices. So you're looking at a, you're, mm-hmm. you're looking at a certain car, and uh, and it's something that you would sell before. But now you, now you're reaching in on some of these things where you're, you're fighting with the with the zero percent out there, and you're fighting with a lot of different things that you you have to pay attention to because it is, you know, most people are payment driven. So if they're if they're gonna mm-hmm. they don't care they're paying x amount of dollars more for a new car. If the payment is twenty bucks more, they're taking it. And they don't care if it's an 84 month loan on it, something. So it's very, it's interesting how I can have, I could have three of the identical cars with three different, not, I don't want to say identical, but they looked identical, different years, different miles, different prices. And uh, two of them will sell immediately and one will just sit there. It's baffling to people because it's identical. Like, why won't you buy this one? But it, uh, the data shows that once, you know, when you look at profit time, one's a bronze and one's a platinum. And they're identical. Mm-hmm. They look they look the same. They look the same. Mm-hmm. But you have to. Uh, it's 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 all in the numbers. That's great. When we spoke last, you also shared how you really embraced digital retailing. So you know what's happened over the last six months with regards to your efforts behind digital retailing and you know broadening your uh, your your geography from a customer perspective. Digital retailing has got its pros and its cons. The digital retailing, um, you know, we did really well in the, in the beginning of the pandemic because, again, people didn't want to touch, feel. Uh, they didn't want to come to the store, um, but yet they were busy online shopping for cars. And it worked out really well. When we really looked at the numbers, though, it ended up to be a lot of our outsourcing. Out, so outside of our area ended up to be a lot of Walmart shoppers. And when I say Walmart shoppers, they're just looking for the best deal. And, uh, and in those situations, they've already got their best financing put in place. They've got their, they've got their mindset on, on the car. They don't have a problem with the car. They're, buy, they're picking up the phone because of the price. 
but they don't want protection, they don't want financing, and they don't want anything. And that's not a customer that we're looking for. We're looking for somebody that is 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 looking to have a relationship that is is looking for a great value and looking to protect themselves with a great product and finance it at a good rate through us. And uh, so when we looked at that stuff, uh, and then on top of it, looking at all of the retail or the identity theft that's out there. So every time the phone rings and it's from out of the area, you want to know, is this really Randy? Like, are, are you you? Like, like, and there's so many different things and they've gotten so uh, incredibly uh, uh, intricate with their uh, scams that uh, um, they're believable. But that, again, every time you run into something, you, either, you, you can either go over the hurdle or take a right or take a left and go down a different avenue. And, uh, and it's interesting how, you know, I was able to look at this and go, you know what, what are we doing? And, and how is digital retail doing for us? Is it selling cars? Yes. Is it profitable? No. Could we be more profitable if we had more eyes right here in our zip code? Absolutely. And that's when I picked up the phone and talked to dealer.com and said, hey, how do I put more eyes on my, at this zip code, this address right here? And uh, so that's been working much better for us than the digital retail. Of course, you have to have it, but it is, uh, it is um, uh, because a lot of people do things digitally. But, uh, but you still want to have, in our business, in the luxury business, you know, you, you're, not gonna buy a, you're not gonna buy a diamond ring over the internet. Uh, and nor are you going to buy pre-owned vehicle over the internet is, is what I'm coming to find out. Mm-hmm. That's great. So <clears throat> you've been testing digital retailing. You've been trying to expand the scope of the markets that you play in. And, and what you've learned is there's some benefit to that. And sometimes there's a great opportunity there. But really being local, focusing in on the area around Green Bay where you're located, that's you know your bread and butter. That's what you're learning. That's exactly right, because we have enough, we've got enough customers in our area and, uh, and healthy competition. You know, why spend the time and energy um, to compete against the world? Mm-hmm. Great, great feedback. Thank you. You know, we've all learned a lot in the last five or six months. Um, so as you know, we're speaking here, it's middle of October 2020. What are some of the learnings that you've uh, kind of uh, picked up over the last six months, and how is that going to help you finish 2020 strong? I think it's all in the, uh, the, the analytics, and, and we can really finish 2020 very, very strong by, by learning from the examples of what to do and what not to do. And again, when we count our pennies, the dollars add up for themselves. And it really comes down to the fact that, again, there's so many different phrases Grammy used to, to say, you know, a watch pot never boils. You know, there's a lot of different things like that. If I stay in today, right now, and not project for next year or next month or whatever it is, and watch my, I can actually literally watch my everything get better. My data gets better. My dollars get better. The revenues get better. The profits get better because everything is remains strong because it's all fresh. So that's what I've learned in the last six months is to trust the data, put it back into living in in today, enjoying what we have today, and plan it for tomorrow. And let's not worry about next week yet because tomorrow I'll have another tomorrow. And uh, it's really – that's been the coolest thing because I've been doing this a long, long, long time. And uh, and I've been proven a few times wrong on, again, you know, coming out of April, last time we talked was just, you know, just – kicking butt and taking names and then you come into it and go, okay, 
you know, I heard on the street that it's hard to find trucks. So then you start loading up on trucks. Well, all of a sudden, well, you've got, you've got, you've loaded up on trucks. Now what do we do with them? Because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And, uh, and trucks might come down tomorrow. You may have, again, what happened in the truck world is you've got these, the 0% out there. So, you know, when somebody can buy a brand new one, uh, for just a few dollars more and you add 0% to it, um, then you're sitting there with your inventory and going, Oh, really? Well, I don't need another mailbox. So we better you know, get rid of this one. Your gut versus the data, right? Oh my God. Yes. I mean, you have to, you know, what I've learned in the last six months, Randy, is you have to, you have to trust the data. You have to trust yourself. You have to, you actually, you, you have to have common sense and, uh, and just live in today. That's great. Very good advice, Bradley. I appreciate you spending time with us today. So thank you very much uh, and have a great day. Fantastic. Thanks, Randy. Say hi to the family. I sure will. You too. That was Bradley Burnt of Auto House on Velp in Green Bay, Wisconsin. And my thanks to all of you for tuning in today to the Novel Thinking Series. I'm Randy Kobat from Cox Automotive, and we'll see you next time. Great idea, Cox. Another big thumbs up. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. Stay healthy and stay safe. Until next time, this is Dealer News Today.